The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. What it is! What it do? Welcome to the One Fall Podcast. Joshua Adam, I am Arithnot with the futurist Martin. That is literally like the most enthusiastic intro I've ever heard, ever, by anybody, anywhere. That was something. And the ultimate babyface, Mr. Joel Johnson. I haven't I... broadcasted in a year, so my voice is like ready to disperse. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sleepy right now, so I can't match your energy level, but that was good. That was good. All right, so you, we... You uh, never tell really... them, that, never let them see you sweat, and never tell them you're sleepy. No, you never do. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm there's sleepy. a lot to kind of go by. I guess, I, I unfortunately, would have started off on a somber note. Uh, Jim Crockett, Crockett Jr. Uh, passed away uh, late yesterday. I mean, it was almost kind of a, a tribute that AEW had last night with that Tully and, and seeing J.J. Dillon and everything like that. And we'll get into that. But, uh, Warren, you're going to probably have the most on on JJ Dill- uh, on, on Jim Crockett and everything with him. So, And I think he was still even promoting up until a little bit ago. I mean, he did an interview with Conrad Thompson like just four weeks ago, but you know, people had kind of known in the least last few weeks that he was getting a little ill and unfortunately he had a timely passing, but just uh, an absolute Goliath in the world of professional wrestling. Well, absolutely. I mean, the guy was the head of the NWA for a while, you know, in the late seventies and the early eighties and that type of thing. And, you know, I mean, for the longest time, the Crockett promotion was the only real competitor to the WWF at the time. They were the only ones who really were able to weather the storm. Um, unfortunately, the, the Crockett's spent their money um, not wisely, um, and, and that, that led to them eventually having to sell to Turner. But uh, mm-hmm. even at the time, Jim Crockett thought he was going to become the head of the, head of the Turner Network. Uh, you know, because because he had the uh, the connection with them there, uh, not so much of a booker, more of a, a promoter. Uh, yeah. Left the booking often to the to the other people like, you know, Dylan and our, our Ole Anderson, Dusty, these type of people, Ric Flair. They were the ones who, who would who would promote for him, but uh, do that or sorry, book for him. But uh, as a promoter for a while there, he was the, the most successful promoter in in the world, uh, literally yeah. in the late 70s, early 80s. He was the most successful. And uh, Vince McMahon played dirty. Uh, much dirtier than yeah. Jim Crockett, and that was a well, big I difference have a, in that war. And it's funny you kind of say that because I'm, I'm going to kind of jump here. Uh, I'm guessing either one of you guys have seen Young Rock at all yet? No, uh, no I'm I'm waiting to hear. Did you, not, what did you hear heard, from this this week's episode though? No, I just haven't heard that it's good enough to watch. <laughs> Okay, so this week's episode, you're talking about Jim Crockett, and obviously, you know, some people you know that know their history. Vince and Jim Crockett actually worked a little bit together at one point, right? Oh yeah, uh, of course. Uh, Vince completely was, destroyed him, but Vince was part of NWA for a little while. The, the you know, yeah, 
um, his father was part of it the whole time. So, so there was um, a storyline in uh, this week's episode of Young Rockets. The first time Vince is characterized in the show, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is kind of about Rock's grandmother, how she runs the Hawaiian promotion. And how, you know, she has, you know, she has JYD and she has Savage and Andre and she has Rocky Johnson and the Samoans. But there's also like this rival guy on the island uh, that's, you know, taking away talent from her and stuff like that. And so they're kind of like portraying this guy like a bad guy. And then she calls Vince and talking about poaching the talent and everything like that. Vince is, uh, eventually Vince is like, well, some of these, char- these uh, talent have to come to New York. That's part of their contract. My dad's making the call. It's not my call, but I'll let you keep Rocky and the Wild Samoans, the book of your show. And, you know, that guy, you know, that's stealing their talent. What a what a son of a bitch. He's just a bad guy. And then they go like, man, that Mr. Man sure is a saint, you know, helping us out with our promotion. Wow. And making us be a great booking. Wow. <laughs> some, that's some revisionist history right there. Right. Wow. <laughs> it's it, it's fast like i mean yeah obviously it makes sense why it's being written like this because it's produced by wwe because i told well, Joel yeah. this last week more and at the end of it it says produced by wwe anyways go ahead joel it's it, it just you you look at it and you go that i think that's the problem with anything that's wwe produced and that's why whenever it's wwe produced it's always like yeah, but this isn't going to be the real story. This is always going to be sugar-coated. This is always going to be done to make Vince look good, Hunter look good, Sean look good, any anyone that is still within that good circle for them. I, I mean, you look at their revisionist history for Ultimate Warrior. Why in God's name is A&E doing a piece on Ultimate Warrior? If you're going to do a piece on Ultimate Warrior, it should be about everything that happened, like all the crap that happened while he was a talent, and then all the crap that happened after he left the ring, and some of the horrible things that he said, yet we still have a reward, and we're like, well, Jolligy Willigers, he was such a great guy. It's like, at some point, you, you see WWE being attached to something, and you know it's just going to be revisionist, crap and it, well the rock has to be blamed for this too because him and danny garcia are like in charge of final say and stuff on the show as well right so but there can also be a writer yeah. room choice so that's yeah. i i don't i i think well the rock even has a point is, where he's like vince vince was so great so he says it well, in the show well here's here's the thing with with this is i think this is i don't know if this is a bad thing necessarily it's just you know what you're going to get that it's going to be a revision yeah history and it's like, okay, well, they're going to revise history. We're just going to kind of keep plodding along and go, we know that's not reality. That's why having well, people like Meltzer and having... Uh, it's important his- for us, but but here, here's the thing, Joel. Someone like The Rock may not even know that it's revisionist history, believe it or not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, these people that are in, within the, the WWE bubble uh, that, that spew the company line and, and, and the lies often... This is this, they've heard that so much. They've heard that story more than the real story, to the point that they don't know that that's not the real. He story. literally, you can you can speak on this uh, more. And he stole Junkyard Dog JYD from itself and didn't let JYD finish the shows. And that's why it's so funny in this with JYD being one of the guys that's maybe going to go to the other Hawaii promotion or whatnot. It's like no, the real story is 
Vince ripped JYD out of Mid-South and didn't let him finish his stuff for Mid-South and took oh, yeah. him right to the main thing. And that's why I was like, out of all the people you could have used, JYD, like Sylvester's like the worst person you could have used. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And it, But that's only that's not the only time they did something like that. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you could you could do a whole podcast on the top 20 shady things that Vince McMahon has done. And just in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Just in the well, 80s. That's... But he, but keep in mind, I mean, Vern Gagne offered uh, the Iron Sheik uh, something like $100,000 to break the leg of, of Hulk Hogan, apparently. The, the, you the know? Real... And, yeah. Like, it, like it was it was a different it was the Wild West, guys. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just like Taker like, doesn't like the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> that, I, I kind of want to bring that up, and that's why with the Jim Cro- the Jim Crockett stuff, obviously had that relationship with Vince, and then kind of like you were saying, uh, more Vince played a little bit of dirty pool with him. What 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 would you say is Crockett's legacy to pro wrestling? What would you say if you had to summarize his legacy? What would it be? Hmm, that's a really interesting. Um, probably Harley Race as champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Harley Race was the champion most of the time while he was the head of the NWA, um, and Harley Race was a seven-time world champion, the first guy to hold it that many times. Um, he was part know, of or anything probably, close of it. Probably, probably like you know, head of the most powerful wrestling organization for the first real start of professional wrestling, really. Yeah. Uh, with the NWA, with the National Wrestling Alliance, and just the way that. They did stuff, and again, I mean, not the you know he came up with like with Starcade, and obviously then Vince came back and said, if you show Starcade, you're not getting WrestleMania. So yeah, there's a, and, there's a and, lot of that. And make no doubt about it, at the time when they started to struggle, and Vince, you know, eventually took over from them, they had yeah. the better product. It didn't matter. They did. Yep. Uh, they did, but they had the better product. So. Um, that's the thing. And Flair wouldn't have good. jumped if Crockett stayed, right? Like that's not revisionist history. If they didn't have no. Jim Hur jump in, uh, Flair would have stayed in WCW. Flair wouldn't have Forever. jumped to WWE. Yeah. Isn't Hurd the one that wanted uh, Flair to go like uh, Spartacus or something like that? Yes. He's the pizza yeah. man. He's the pizza man. He did the ding dongs. Yeah, he was the worst. He was. He yeah. knew nothing about wrestling. He yeah. was the absolute worst. But. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I'd say that, I mean, let's put it this way. Hunter, you know, he loves that 80s wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you think of 80s wrestling, you're thinking of Jim Crockett promotions. Yep. You know? Sure are. So, so. Yeah, so, I mean, he still has an influence that way because he influenced Hunter. And it influenced yep. the way Hunter was running NXT until uh, he he seems to have lost a little control and had to hotshot everything. But, uh, Absolutely. yeah, for, for the longest time when we were all raving about NXT, that mm-hmm. was a product very similar to what that's we would see point. down there. It's a great point. Yeah. So, and I think that's, yeah, I'll go ahead, Joel. That's, that's the one thing with wrestling is it, it, it does. I find history repeats itself and looking at the things that were worked and successful and you liked, is is something that will carry on. So what Crockett was able to do led into what what Hunter wanted to do in NXT, and probably 20, 30 years from now, someone's going to book something similar to how NXT was booked. 
because that's just a playoff of NWA. When when you have something that works, it, it will always pop up again in pro wrestling history because there are just certain ways that things work. You can find new ways to package things and you can find new ways to tell stories. But once you've seen a story work, you can go, okay, maybe in a couple of years I will uh, will we'll grab at something like that and use that. Or this thing that they booked in uh, in Crockett's promotion or Mid-South worked. Let's take that and apply that to this product using Kenny Omega and Darby Allen. Well, just, even the Dusty, the Dusty Rose Classic is essentially the Jim Crockett Cup. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just renamed, but it's essentially the Jim Crockett Cup. I yep. mean, it's it, it's it's something that worked. It definitely helped elevate uh, tag teams. So it's, it's yeah, one of those it, oh, it did. It helped elevate the Road Warriors when they they won it, uh, and Sting and Luger won it, and it elevated both of them. They were still young part part of their career and everything. So yeah, I mean, and and we've seen it same in NXT. You know, it, it you know it's some some teams that are you know team teams but some teams are just thrown together and can advance storylines you can do a lot with it so uh, those crockett cops are wicked i love those oh yeah those those are on the network too right yeah yeah those those are on the network uh i think there was three of them 86 through 88 i think 86 87 88 i think were the years of the crockett cups and you can just watch them and the fans are so hot and you know mm-hmm. the, it, it is a it's not a it's not a uh bingo hall as as uh smoke-filled bingo hall as as the mcmahon's like to put it but it is definitely a dirty sweaty setting and somehow it just that makes it better popcorn at the alley yeah exactly uh, so RIP to Jim Crockett. Uh, I don't want to go too heavy in WWE. Just want to kind of talk about the news and notes before we go really heavy in AEW. But uh, Bobby Lashley, he is the new WWE champion. I actually, you know, I, I don't really want to talk about how the show happened or anything like that. I'm just really happy for Bobby Lashley. It's, I mean, it's only the third African-American champion of all time, which is bullshit. I mean, I talked about JYD. Oh, That's someone that probably should have had it way before, had that title at one point. But uh, at the end of the day, just super happy for him, and just you know, there's you know, compared to AEW and some of the other products right now, there's not a lot of bright spots specifically with Raw, but MVP and what he was able to do to rehab Bobby Lashley's career is fantastic. We all knew Lashley was a, at this type of talent, but what MVP was able to do to bring this out of Bobby Lashley to make him actually seem like a worthy champion has been fantastic. Yeah, you know, he's come a long way from the guy that was. Uh bending over and showing his ass with Leo Rush at the crowd, Uh, you know, or involved in some of the worst segments and people's sisters and, you know, a lot of bullshit. I, he, he, he did. He's not getting it. Like, I think I told you what a year ago, Joel, I said, I just, I've given up on him getting the title. He's, it's not happening. Yeah. I think you, you have such bad booking for such a long time. And it, it, I think it again goes to show, when you let the guys kind of do their thing and you give even a little bit of creative freedom and just let things breathe a bit, good things can happen. And not well, let, them be, let them be somebody that they believe they are. Yeah. You know, I mean, did, did, does Bobby Lashley get the storyline that he's going to, you know, be the new, uh, the new lover of uh, Lana and, you know, Lana's going to, you know, leave Rusev and they're going to feud. And does that turn him on and make him go, yeah, I'm excited to come to work? 
No. no, but it doesn't. And yeah, and that's what you need because uh, that excitement to come reworked, that comes across in the ring and in your promos and everything else, right? Look at Chad Gable right now, Morton. That's a great point because yeah. he was Shorty G. You could tell. Now he's doing this kind of American Alpha 2.0 with Otis. You can tell that Gable is like, I'm back to wanting to be the best I can be. You can tell it in the ring and you can tell it like with guys like Cesaro. So it's a huge, it's a huge point. Yeah, it's true. You can tell the difference. You can definitely tell the difference. Uh, I, I so, think yeah. that's that, that's important. And I mean, you look at look at how Bobby got the title. And you know, did they overbook it with the Miz and him? Yeah, they they overbooked it with the Miz and him for sure. That you can't go without saying that. But at the end of the day, Miz looked like he he Miz looked. Like he fluked his way into the title because of the money in the bank. And then when Lashley got his hands on him, there's there's no escaping for Miz. Not a lot and of guys think, do what Miz did too, to to make he made Bobby look as good as he could. Yeah. He knew he was only gonna have the title for two weeks, and Miz did every single thing he could with that belt, and then he made Bobby look like a million bucks. And I gotta tell you, I don't know how many people in that locker room, any locker rooms, would have done what Miz did. Uh, I would hope all of them, because that's just being a professional. But you would right. hope, but you would yeah. hope, you would hope, but I'm not so sure. So, well, uh, I mean, I, the, it's it's the one thing that you keep hearing about Miz constantly, chronically. It is Miz is is willing to do whatever. You, you yep. throw something at Miz, and he's going to do it for you. I think that's why Miz has had the longevity that he's had. And it's nice to see him get another title reign, even though it's very short. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like this guy has done so much for your company and he has no qualms being this transition champion for you. So it nope. it all, all parts worked. You've got now a heel in Bobby Lashley and you've got a baby face in Drew McIntyre. It works. It works, yeah. It seems like a logical, you know, and both have been very well protected, so you can see either one of them winning the match. You know, it's it's uh, intriguing. It's intriguing. Good thing they don't have a pay per view before WrestleMania, though, right? Oh, good. Geez. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fast already, to WrestleMania. They've already butchered that because I don't know if you guys saw what happened with the NXT uh, NXT with the tag titles last night. No, what that, they do? Okay, so. They, it was uh, uh, Dakota and I, I can't remember, and Gonzalez uh, facing uh, Baszler and Naya last night. Mm-hmm. And they did this thing where um, Gonzalez got knocked down the outside of the ring by Naya, but uh, she was the legal uh, woman in the, in the match. And then uh, Scrap Daddy, what's his name? The new guy that's a Pierce. Pierce comes down. He calls for a referee, and then Baszler chokes out um, Dakota, and they call the match. The like for the ref that did it there, and then they had this whole thing with uh, Regal and Pierce like arguing in 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 a, in a room, and then by the end of NXT, Regal comes out and is like, "I have an announcement next week." So they're like, "Oh, I guess they're going to get a rematch." Now it looks like they're just going to do NXT Women Take Belts because. Today, uh, oh. <laughs> the show, for no reason, for no reason, they announced a women's tag match for the tag titles rematch. Sasha and um, the EST versus Nia and Baylor. Yeah. It sounds very convoluted and overbooked. 
And yeah. It's almost you almost make it sound like they don't have a long term plan and they're just booking week to week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. having the Brian match right against Roman kind of seems pointless. Like Joel and Joel was like it was like oh they'll just do E and C versus Roman and Jay. I'm like but Joel that makes too much sense. <laughs> and people might have actually wanted to see that. Yeah. So, and, like, I mean talk about they are overexposing Edge. Yeah, they are yeah. heavily overexposed them. Yeah, big time, big time. So it's just yeah, at the state WWE's at, really no one's gonna feel special. Roman's the only one that hasn't been over overexposed in his current run because he hasn't wrestled a whole lot. He's been and that's kind of being built into his gimmick, which I like because it should feel important and special when he's defending his And they're about to lose maybe their second biggest star after Mania with Sasha going to do Mando. And we don't know when Becky's back. So there's two of their biggest stars gone. Yeah. And uh, and who knows who it is that's signing with uh, AEW. I mean, they certainly make it sound like it's a big, big name. So that's somebody else. Do we want to do that now before we do the card? Do we want to get into this now? Yeah, it makes sense. It just it's just it, the yeah. way they're making it sound. It can't be. I thought it would be somebody from who was like you know a Cesaro level who had never Tony broken doubled down seat. on it today. Yeah, Morton. That's the thing. It's 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 not from what he said. It's got to be a Lesnar or a Punk or somebody at that level. Like it's so, got to be. And that's somebody yeah, I, else that I they have, would have lost. I want to have the conversations about a few people here that I listed off. Okay, and yeah. you and I. The three of us last. This is why I love wrestling, though, and it's kind of the fun I've had with like one division. It's just like with the old school wrestling with comics, like what's coming next, right? And this is the fun part about it, right? We can yeah, all be wrong. The cliffhangers. The fun part. Uh, so I'm gonna throw a few names at you. First of all, the ridiculous to the less ridiculous, and I just want to get your guys' impact. So the one that it's 99.9 going to happen, but he is not under contract is Cena. Just the reactions if it did happen and all that. You, whoever wants to go first is Cena first. Uh, if it's Cena, then instantly I see Hiroshi Tanahashi in my eyes. Like I just yeah. like if that if that's the case, that's that's the only reason Cena would be doing anything is he's like, well, this is an opportunity, and they offered me this. And I mean, Cena could, in theory, want a Kenny Omega match. He could want. It could be a TNT thing too, right? TNT could offer Cena something. Yeah, and that. Uh, and depending on uh, because he's doing uh, uh, Peacemaker, which is yeah, a right. Warner Brothers HBO is, Max. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they, they, there could be a number of things. Cena never will, but no. if he did, that would shift the landscape it, immensely. Is it, is it Hogan, uh, Morton? No. Is it like Hogan? I don't think so. Oh. No. I, no, I don't think it's Hogan. Okay. Uh, I think it's somebody because it's somebody that I think can wrestle still. Right. Okay. So I'm going from less likely to more than likely first. So Dave Batista. That would be an interesting one. Uh, I mean, Dave Again, did the get Turner his side final, of it. Dave did get his final match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you got to think. You got to wonder what what that all meant, how he felt about how everything was handled. And we know that his relationship with WWE has not been 
Uh, is he in? Do we know what the Hall of Fame situation is for this year? Because he I was going year. in, right? So See, and that's doesn't one of get a ceremony. That's that's what I was going to ask. Was mm. is is he being inducted? Uh, was he being inducted last year? Yeah, we don't know now. So, I uh, you got to kind of wonder if uh, if that that plays a factor. But I I think uh, Dave Batista is a name. And he's done well for himself movie-wise. Maybe he won. Maybe, like, that's the thing. I think you got to wonder if any of these guys see a guy like Kenny Omega and goes, hmm, maybe that's something I want to do. Yeah, I mean, there is something to that. I mean, there's people that definitely are like, oh, like, I, I want to wrestle this guy as a bucket list thing before I go, you know. But I don't think that Dave Batista, I really honestly believe that he was completely satisfied with that being his last match. And, uh, I do too. And you know, I yeah. And it wasn't that good a match. He didn't look that good in the match. He theoretically could look even worse in the next one. But it was with Hunter. It was what he wanted to do. It was a storyline that wrapped up. It just made sense. So yeah. Yeah. I I just don't see uh, happening. C M Punk. It's it's a it's an outlier. I mean, they mm-hmm. they wanted him forever. Yeah, you know, uh, it, you, you can't say that. You know, they're they're going to try for him, and they've, they've been well, trying for him. They're going to continue to. Who knows? There, there was he sounds uh, like he's closer and closer all the time. Yeah, rumor that he was spotted in Jacksonville in an airport. Um, take that for I I messaged Josh. I'm like, take this with a super small grain of salt. Like just 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 super small but that said that's that's big i think that's a big name and i think that's a mm-hmm. guy that could contribute and you, he's already kind of given a list of guys he'd want to wrestle and it's none of the he's crossing that pop culture side too right he is in the pop culture side of of professional wrestling guys that are big in pop culture and in professional wrestling the thing about punk is that uh you know it feels like he's going to end up in AEW, even if it isn't him. Yeah. You know, it feels like it feels like that's where his last match will be because Vince won't work with him, and I think he's going to want a last match. And there's yeah. just – it could be New Japan, but that seems unlikely. It feels like even if it isn't this time, eventually we're going to see Punk there. Uh, the Undertaker. Again, not under contract, so I have to bring the name up. That seems impossible. I just think he's. I, I think that one is more shocking than Cena to me. Yeah, I think so. He he's just so loyal to yeah. to the WWE, and and I do think again, same thing as Batista. I think that uh, you know he's satisfied with how he went out. Uh, Page. I don't know but if Page is a big enough name, but and and we, we she threw is, her around it. Yeah, I mean, she's it's intriguing. It's it seems possible, you know. Is Christian a big name then by proxy? Before I get to the final big one, or is it Brock? Is that like what we're looking at? Like those names and then Brock. I think Christian is could be seen by people like someone like Tony Khan as being that big. Yeah. Uh, he 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 isn't. He's not as big a star as as Edge, and even Edge has has limited returns as as all legends do. So I don't know. Christian seems like the type of guy who's who's could maybe have a short run, but I can't see him signing a multi-year deal. 
and that's what the yeah. that's what the Tony Khan said it is. So yeah, I, I think it's Brock. Him. I think it's Brock. That's the reason guess. I think it's Brock is because Big Show is the one who kind of broke this and said, "I knew before anybody They're else." They're close. Blah, blah, blah. They're good friends. Yep. They're good friends. That's the thing I'm looking at in this. I'm looking who's close with Show, and that's the one that makes the most sense of the person that's well, closest with Show. Well, here's my other thing uh, to counter that is Brock's name was brought up by both Bobby Lashley and Corey Graves, and it, mm. you you just have to kind of wonder. Would they have brought that up without Vince's blessing? Because that's, that's true. Uh, he was just put on a bunch of tweets on the WWE site when we started. So people were like, oh, he's on the tweets. He can't be going to AEW. This is where we are right well, now. Well, they don't know if he's going to AEW or not. Like, they wouldn't yeah. know. And knowing they Brock, no he'd, be playing, he'd be playing both sides against each other to well, get Tony said it's possible. just him and show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, if it's Brock... I, I, Vince's reaction would be fantastic. Well, I just, wonder just, if, if it is Brock and, and it, the agreement was that Tony said he could do UFC. Well, I mean, Jake Hager does uh, does Bellator, so yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. man. Because Vince wouldn't let him do it. Yeah. I so. could absolutely see that. Because I think Tony realizes Brock in small doses works. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, Kenny was talking about Brock a while ago, right? I think Kenny could have an incredible match with Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. A lot of people in the roster could. I think him and Ray you, Phoenix would be a great match to do. Of course. Of course. Do, do you guys have any other names? Uh, no, I think I think that's pretty... It seems limited. Like I say, it better not be RVD. It better not yeah. be. Uh, uh, it better not be Ryback. Those are the two names that, if it's that, I'll be like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. I may not be done with AEW, but they will have lost a lot of immediate uh, goodwill with me. <laughs> <sighs> Them, that too. <laughs> the, the, well, you talked about Big Show and having close friends. That's why I was like, oh, brother. The the difference is Kevin Nash. You know, he's in good shape for a guy who's like who doesn't have to work. Yeah. You know, but as far as like he was done in the ring ten years ago. Yeah. He can barely move. His knees and stuff are so bad. If Tony said the guy can wrestle, right? Yeah, exactly. So Multi-year deal. Multi-year deal. Man. So if it, yeah. If it is Brock, you've got a big name. Like the buzz and the like. You saw it in the ratings. For AEW this week, that Shaq brought in ratings, and Brock's another guy that could bring in more numbers for you. Like, that. well, and they're going to be unopposed pretty soon on on Wednesday mm-hmm. nights. So be if they bring 5. in a name like that, oh yeah, like they're one point eight. The I mean, Brock's stuck at that one point eight, so I think they could be stuck at one point eight. Could be potentially, potentially. Be, uh, like, uh, sorry, sorry, Joel. Uh, it like you look at potentially being able to have like running unimposed for NXT and AEW is going to be the best thing for both products. It's going to be though I I fear it's that they're still rough, gonna keep... rough on. It sure is rough on rough on Impact Wrestling though. Yeah, and they're, Tony they're the Tuesday show, nights. And, and Tony has to decide that new show, and he's been very, very stan- has a big stance that he's not going against the NFL. So, yeah. 
So where is he going then? Because he's not going to go Thursdays and he's not going to go Mondays. So does that mean that he's going to go two Tuesdays or two Fridays? I think it'll be a Friday. I bet you it'll be a Saturday. Oh, that's mm. a good uh, Saturday a good date. wrestling show. Yeah. That's a good date. Especially with, uh, t- historically, I mean, shows on a Saturday don't do that well. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's a different world in the pandemic, that's for sure. Plus, yeah. uh, I mean, TNA, they were, on, they were on Saturday nights when they were on Spike for a long time and, uh, and had, had good numbers. Plus, if they've gone to permanently to Sunday pay-per-views, uh, having that Saturday night show to, to build the hype for the pay-per-view makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So before I move again, any other names you guys can think of? I mean, we like we said we we're like oh maybe it could be a woman. Uh, we didn't want to you know diminish that, but I don't think there's any woman unless like Charlotte is like holding something from the company and yeah. she's gonna show up or Becky yeah. is. I don't, I don't think yeah. I don't see Becky. I mean Charlotte seems slightly more possible. Uh, I, I was wondering what Oscar's contract status is but that seems impossible so yeah yeah she shows up with a title uh, puts it in a dumpster can there you go uh <laughs> the last thing before we get to the pay-per-view i kind of wanted to pivot a little bit to kind of go back a little bit more negative i'm sorry to do this but i know we had to talk about it was just everything that happened with morty scroll in the last handful of days he shot that uh, angle with rocky romero and then luckily new japan said no, we're not going to use them. And I, and, you know, I think the stuff with Buddy Robinson. I don't know if either one of you heard about the stuff with Progress, Progressive Wrestling when he was acting as an agent and the backlash they got for that. And now the stuff with Marty. It does seem like the backlash did hit them hard. And I think we can, you know, at least have some confidence on like everything with Valentine or Matt Riddle or Austin Theory that those guys are going to be what those guys are, unfortunately. But as far as guys like Marty Skrull go that are on the outside, they're done. Yeah, it's multiple places now that have considered using him, and you just see the the backlash is so strong that nobody can touch him. Even if they want to, they can't. And, uh, yeah, he's done. One of the things that gives me a lot of hope for AEW not using him is how hard of a stance Tony took against Joey Ryan and Bar Wrestling running this Wrestling for Women charity show that bar wrestling tried to pull and Joey Ryan yeah. tried to pull. And Tony's like, as long as Joey Ryan's involved, none of my guys are going to be involved in any way, shape, Please or form. Bag. So to me, I think if, if you take that stance with Joey Ryan, you have to take that stance across the board. That's kind of the precedent you've set. And I, I'd be perfectly okay if Tony's like, yeah, no, you're not bringing in Marty. Marty can bugger off there's only one one promotion that i could see him showing up and it's the developmental territory that's the only spot i could see marty showing up nxt really yeah. i mean i would think that maybe there would be some place in europe he could work theoretically uh that's, that, you know or, or or australia places like that that you know he could go and he could still work and, and maybe Earned somewhat of a living. That, that I got a place you know, for him. It's called Tesco's. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree. Uh, that's where we'd like to see him because yeah. you know, go back home and go work at a Tesco's in Cambridge, Marty. I know exactly where it is. It's a lovely shop, the one in Cambridge, where you're from. It's lovely. <laughs> Enjoy your time working at Tesco's in Cambridge. You piece of shit. 
Yeah, I totally it's agree. It's funny how it, it's still always a little baffling. Well, not baffling, but it's just surreal to think of how much we all liked Marty. And Joey Ryan. Yeah. And then it just all went... It just shows when you when you kind of show your colors, you kind of end up losing losing any favoritism or any, well, any ability. Flip, to, right? We, yeah. we all love Flip, and now fuck that guy. Yeah, it's true. True. Yeah. And yeah. it just... So, AEW has dodged a couple bullets. They've dodged damn, a... Did they? <laughs> Imagine did having they all three of those guys employed. They, and they very well could have. They very well could have. They And they, none, none of those guys have ever touched AAW TV. Well, no. None of them would and have or will. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, all of them, you're right, they're all close, really mm-hmm. close to, to getting there. That's, but, you know, ROH will, uh, they'll hold some sort of investigation, never release the results, and, uh, and you know, are they are they dead? Are they dead? Or are they Joel dead and I were dead? asking this the other day. I think so. Are they I... deader than Impact Wrestling? Yeah. WWE should just if... buy them, or somebody should just buy them. I'm surprised the case, WWE like... hasn't. Let's get the library, like to get the Joe and Punk matches on the network. Like, why would you not? And everything else, all the Brian library, the Nigel stuff. Like, there's so much stuff on the library. Well, I don't think I don't Sinclair would want to sell, it. and Sinclair has more money right. than Vince, right? So, mm. right. You know, uh, that's the thing. But, hmm. yeah, it just it doesn't feel like they, you know, they should have gone on board. I always said, if you remember, you can go back. Hey, futurist. Uh, <laughs> I, I said at the time that they should be working with a with AEW before AEW even launched. That they shouldn't yep. be taking this this stance to try and go head to head with them. I understand why they were doing it, but they shouldn't have. They and lost. Boy, they they completely. If they if they had partnered with AEW from the beginning, where would they, they be right now? About, they were pissed about the the elite leaving. They had I too many sour grapes, and they shouldn't. They should have got over it. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. Yeah. If they if they had partnered with them, and they had, they still would have had the lead on, in in, in storylines and angles. Where would they be right now? You know. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I mean, they just after the elite, like Japan did okay after after the elite left. Japan did more than okay, right? Japan always seems to rebound in a way. It's different. But ROH did not rebound from those guys. They they completely crumbled when they lost the Elite. Well, I think the one thing that you can say for Japan is they have Okada. You're going to be fine if you have Okada. Yeah, and their stupid new belt. Tanahashi. Fuck that new belt. Yeah. I really hate that they got rid of the legacy. That really pisses me off. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to there. Uh, All right. Yeah. But with... With Ring of Honor, you. I mean, let me ask you, Josh, who there has any buzz? I think the only person I know on their roster is Jay Lethal, who shouldn't be wrestling either. So, yeah, I don't know buzz. I mean, Roosh had buzz for a bit, and isn't he kind of a piece of shit too? Uh, no, I think he's still their world champion. But isn't he like a scumbag? Didn't he do something? I I don't remember to be honest I, with you. I don't remember. Yeah, I, 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 I only I, I can only think of Roosh and Jay Lethal. I don't they have the be- didn't they have the beautiful people there? Didn't you see them debut, Joel? 
Yeah, uh, and yeah. Angelina Love came out as transphobic, I believe. She sure did. What? In real yeah. life or storyline? Real. Oh. Yeah. And she's still employed? Well, well, I don't know. Was has ROH even ran a show? Like they ran. Who's running? Yeah, they just they just ran shows. They just they just uh, crowned new tag team champions. Oh. I don't know who the old champions are, and I don't know who the new ones are. But hey, the Briscoe brothers are still there. Mania too, aren't they? They're one mm. of the few in, indies that are running I during Mania. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 It's I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. They're still they still seem to be they're hanging around, but it just feels like even if even if they partner with AEW and, and New Japan now and everything like that. It just doesn't feel like it can come back. It's the same thing like Impact Wrestling. It created a little bit of buzz for a short while, but they just but did their worst ratings. The of, shit. Yeah, they just did their worst ratings of 2021. Um, yeah. You know, it, like when you're dead, you're dead, and and Impact is dead. ROH feels dead. I think There's three that... big dogs in town. There's three big dogs in town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's why AEW, uh, New Japan and AEW's partnership blossomed a little bit more because I think they saw the writing on the wall for Ring of Honor. They're like, oh, we can't really have the run shows with these guys and we can't really partner with them because they're kind of. I don't think you guys listened to the Bill Simmons interview, but, and like, again, he's not greatest on wrestling, but this time he's actually good. He's like, Watching Kenny Omega, he said he's like he's like the LeBron James. He's like I don't know what Vince was doing, and he's like and he said he talked to Triple H and said like what are you doing not getting Kenny Omega? That's just dumb. Like, I mean, it's... you you look at what Omega's been able to do in this run. I think Omega has been this is this has helped solidify Kenny Omega as a big star. This. Mm-hmm. the start of this title run has helped put him in a spot of being like that guy is someone you want on your roster constantly and i mean you look at what he was able to help do like kenny helped bring the uh the japanese side for the women's tournament like it's little things like that that are that will play bigger roles in AEW's future did he now, find jade by the way I don't know who found Jade, but that was an excellent find. Yeah. I thought Cody found Jade, but... Who found the other girl? Uh, Red Velvet? Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she was great in this, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, I don't... And and Jade, for a person who had having their first match, looked great. But I thought she... I think... I thought she came through the the nightmare uh, factory. But uh, Red Velvet, mm-hmm. I, th- I think she was just working in the independence. But she's got mm-hmm. it all. She's got the look. She's got mm-hmm. the wrestling ability and athleticism, and and just yeah, she's and she's her her promo she's got was pretty damn good too. So she's really good. Yeah, she's kind of Sasha Light in some ways. Like Kara Hogan's talking about rip, Sasha ripping her off. Maybe she should just shut up and do more of what uh, Red Velvet was doing and just be a good performer. <laughs> that works for me. You know, yeah. What did I uh, mean? It's not on the pay per view, but we can't not talk about Shaq and that bump. He was awesome. Just all of and it. I think just, by the way, putting that to start the show off was huge because so many people, uh, my friend Jermaine, who uh, Joel knows, biggest WWE fan I've ever known, 
first time he's ever watched a full AW show because of the Shaq match, and he's hooked now. He's like, oh, damn. I he's totally like, believe I, it. He's like, it's just better. And then it was it was everywhere for what you want to get for social media buzz. It was on Bleacher Report, ESPN, Complex, BT. Like it was on every. It was everywhere that table spot. It was such a great bump, and it was funny because as soon as they were taking out the tables, I went, oh, kind of like Stephen Arnell wanted to do a table table bump. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shaq wants to take a table bump. I, I just knew it. Like, And, and he's the and new Undertaker. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> dude, it's, 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 it was so cool. It was such a great bump. Uh, great job by Cody on that, too. And the it's Brody just, power bomb, by the way. Oh, wasn't that awesome? I think it's like one of the top ten greatest matches in AEW history. I gotta be honest. Like early on, like I think when people talk about like AEW right now and they list the top ten greatest matches, that's gonna be a match people remember. Oh, it could be. It was seen by so many people. And yeah, uh... yeah I, I think it's gonna be one of the more influential. It's gonna be one of those mm-hmm. pivoting moments for your company. Because Not Jay Leno getting held in an armbar for five five hours. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, so, I mean, yeah. what a great job he did. He he looked good in the ring, and it really makes me wonder why they were never able to put together a real match with Shaq and WWE for all mm-hmm. those years. Yeah, we wanted it. We wanted Big. Sh- I mean, that time he did the guest host spot with Show, and we're like, I wanna, I wanna see this. Like, it's pretty wild that they just never put it together because i mean he did that one thing in the battle royal that one time and he came out to yep. panda unannounced yeah advertised yep <laughs> look at the morons like, like look at the they almost they they were close to a mill like i feel like they were close to a mill and Is that do you think joel do you think that was the right call then because the starting to show off some people were like well was that the right call to start the show off with that? I'm like, yeah, because look how the show flowed. I didn't really like what the main event was, per se, to be honest, but it was fine. But I, I think that was the right call to make that the starting match, especially like that first 90 minutes of Dynamite. Holy hell, was it good. Yeah, and it was really smart to put the follow-up match being Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Like that. Well, they just showcased a- Pac and Ray Phoenix. They just showcased them, like... There's two really good wrestlers doing their own thing. And, and that's the other thing, though. I mean, they did draw this rating. I mean, yes, they had Shaq, but they also had yeah. Ken taking on, uh, what's his name, Cargill oh, or something like that. Yeah. Max Cassidy. Cass- yeah, exactly. It's like these aren't exactly household names that they put out no. there that over overproduced on their on the quality of the match, you know, oh, you know, higher than you would have expected, and they they held the rating. And that's really smart and impressive. Yep. It it shows that you're investing in these guys. You're investing in Sting. You're like you look at Ricky Stark getting a promo. Like that's a guy that you want to have eyeballs on because he's going to be a big star for you. Another guy WWE turned away, by the way. Yeah. Just yep. incredible. He was working security at times for them and they didn't give him a developmental deal. That's just ridiculous. Yes, yeah, but pretty crazy. You know, he's he's not quite ideal size for WWE, and that's no. that's what it comes down to so often. And it's yeah, just and, stupid. And I mentioned to you guys before we got on air, like I watched NXT after. Number one, it's really annoying because they always have an overrun. So when you PVR it, you have to PVR an extra ten minutes because there's an overrun. 
So I don't know if Adam Cole came out and attacked Roderick or Finn after. He could have. I don't know. But it just it just felt so much different as a viewing thing. It just feels like watching AEW, it's, it's kind of how I felt watching wrestling in, like, the best mark for me was that early 2000s period of SmackDown when it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, the fun, there's some fun sports entertainment, but there's also some really good wrestling on here. Like, I have the that's SmackDown the 6. The SmackDown 6, yeah. Yeah, and I have this, yeah. and that's what I have right now in AEW. I get the Legends that come. It's kind of what, more you remember this, like, when Heyman said he was going to take over uh, TNA, and he's like, I'll just keep Kevin Nash as my legend, or maybe one other guy, and then I'm going to revolve the rest against building lunch jars like AJ and Joe. And that's yep. kind of what it feels like is like this. And it's just Tony Khan. You can tell he fucking loves wrestling. And it's over like and what he did for the you can tell it with what he did the, with the Brody show. It's just well, he puts a lot of thought and care into these these shows. Well, you even look at uh, having the uh, that deathmatch guy from Japan give a little video and having the footage yeah, from geez. there because he knows the history. He knows uh the the past of this so having this exploding barbed wire death match he knows what he should grab for it to get people to go oh crap that's that's really cool like the jj dylan thing i thought that was really cool with what they did with the titles for tully and you're not gonna beat that (laughs) i'm so happy to see jj dylan i can't tell you how happy i was like i uh i loved i loved when he's it's not gonna be better than that you're not getting paid for that uh that that interaction with him and Shivani was just priceless. Um, I, you know, I I've watched that barbed wire exploding barbed wire Mac 23 years ago. I saw it like Jeez. I saw it. I had this tape. It was the first real Japanese wrestling. No, the second real Japanese wrestling tape I got. Got it from somebody and I watched it and I I was blown away by it. And that was the main event. But the whole show was really just largely fantastic especially the women's match it was where i went oh women wrestling can be as good as men mm-hmm. isn't isn't one of those matches morton where fully lost his ear to vader uh no that was that no. was in i think in germany with the wcw okay yeah if i remember correctly yeah it's gonna be well let's get to the let's get to the card um and we're going to start off with the uh, with the pre-show. We have, uh, although I don't know, because someone's injured in this match. Isn't uh, Reba? She's injured, right? She's she's potentially not going to be cleared to wrestle. So uh, Reba, not Rebel, uh, with uh, Britt Baker against Riho and Thunder Rosa. So I guess we don't really know what's going on with this just yet. But just for the sake of it, I will say Rio and Thunder Rosa win. Oh, no question. No question. Yeah. And, and they're, but they're probably some sort of angle leading to a rematch between Rhea and Th- Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. Man, these Casino Battle Royals, if there's one criticism I have of AW, these Casino Battle Royals are normally bad. It's the one thing ah. they haven't got that really works. Some have worked okay, but maybe this will work. I'm not going to list all the tag teams. Uh, and here. It feels like they're going to it too often to me. I, I, it's not that I don't think that they yeah. work. I think they work, but uh, it feels like they're. It feels like happening a lot. Uh, I have. Um, there's a. There's one team to be announced. I don't know who that could be, but I. I think Pac and Ray Phoenix are going to win. Hmm. Interesting choice. You know, I mean, with uh, 
Pentagon Dark there in the uh, in the latter match. Yeah. Uh, you know, it makes sense. Uh, you know, if they're if they decided they want him as the singles and and yeah, it makes sense. They could be doing that with that tag team. I think everybody's excited with Pack and Phoenix together. Mm-hmm. They're just a fun tag team to watch together. Oh, they're just awesome. Joe, who are you going for for the Casino Battle Royale? I'm not listing all the names. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good yeah. pick. Death Triangle. I mean, maybe it's uh, Gorillas of Destiny. Do you think? I think that's who most people think the TBA is going to be. Hey, uh, that would be they interesting. Had, they had an interaction with FTR. I bet you it's more likely to be Finjuice, but actually it can't be because they're both Ooh. in the New Japan Impact. Cup. Yeah, they're doing something but, for Impact, aren't they? Well, well, they they did, but that was taped a oh. while ago. They're both uh, okay. in the New Japan Cup that's kicked off kicked off today, actually. Right. Um, okay. So they can't be there on Sunday if they were in the New Japan Cup, but God could. They're not in the New Japan Cup. So. We'll keep your eyes on that. That uh, would next be. They last wrestled in Japan. I'm just thinking, they last wrestled in Japan. I think last Sunday or Saturday. I'm not sure if they could. I don't know what the quarantine rules is there. Uh, I mean, they're they're getting rid of mass mandates in the states. So and it's Florida. So. So in other words, they're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't isn't Japan in California? Oh my Ron, or the Florida? Uh, I think it's part of I think it's part of Hawaii. Okay. All right. Next up, we have uh, Miro and Kip Sabin against uh, best friends of OC and Chuck Taylor. Um, I just haven't really been impressed with Miro so far in AEW. I hope that this is kind of a turning point, but I have Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor winning. It's it's been pretty quiet since he got there. I mean, he got showed up there with so much fanfare, and instead of mm-hmm. getting a main event pushed, he got put in this mid card tag team. But on the other hand, he just seems happy. Yeah, he seems happy doing what he's doing, and so I'm I'm happy for him. And uh, definitely, you know, he's got to go over as much as the Orange Cassidy is a big star for them. You, you got to put Miro over. Uh, his problem, his biggest problem, is probably he came in about the time when the plan was to turn Kenny. And you already, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to have two heels face each other, so. No. Joel, who are you going with? Uh, Miro needs this. Nice big win, big pay-per-view. Then you can start having him move forward onto whatever his next program is going to be. Next up, we have uh, Shida versus Rio Makazami for the Women's Championship. Who wants she, to take this one she, first? They're not yeah, taking. They're not taking that belt off Sheeta. No, and they've invested so much in in her and making her a star, and it's getting there kind of slowly, but it is getting there. So I just I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see them taking a change here. And uh, uh, I think she she also did a really good job organizing and being kind of a little mini promoter for the women's tournament side uh, in Japan. So I think I think she's done a lot of good things for your your company so i can i think a retention uh retaining the title makes sense and yeah i i i'm curious i'm curious to see who takes the title off of her but i think she retains here yeah it's um i I would not be shade i uh, that's what i was gonna say wouldn't surprise me at all because but i mean all of a sudden that division isn't looking so poor anymore is it no yes serena d you got 
it's you know it's got it's got Serena Deeb and Rio back and and uh, Thunder Rosa there now and Nyla Rose has continued to improve and and uh, you know Jade is an interesting and Red Velvet and it's all of a sudden from where it was a year ago where people were complaining about it so much it's it's feeling like it's it's getting there for sure Nyla Rose is still a top contender that they can use yep, yep. I think um, she's greatly too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. well, she's gotten much better. Uh, Team Taz with Brian Cage and Ricky Stortz against Darby and Sting. Has this been confirmed that it's cinematic? or is it? Is, I know it's a street fight, but is it going to be cinematic or is it going to be a street fight? I don't think it's been or confirmed, like but if it's not cinematic, I'd be really amazed. I couldn't yeah. believe Sting took that powerbomb bump. <laughs> I Good know. Lord. Oh, my God. Wow. Sting's what, 61, so, 62? 61. 61, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, no matter what, I mean, Sting and Darby are going over. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, oh, Joel doesn't think so. I, I. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying they are. Yeah, I, I think they are going over, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Cage and uh, Ricky win. Pinsy. I, th- I think it would be pinning Sting. I think it would be pinning Sting because you're going to protect Darby. Unless you're going to... Well, because you've got the face of the revolution, so you're not going to have someone yeah. pin Darby. So that it makes match sense. is happening right away, isn't it? On, the, on Dynamite, yeah. the, whoever yeah. wins that ladder match. Yeah. Whoever mm-hmm. pulls down... I don't know, did you guys hear? It's it's literally a brass ring hanging from the... Hanging oh, my from the God. Top that, the, ...that you have to pull down. <laughs> just a, Just a little dig from Tony at, at Vince... And, and that Austin interview all those years ago, that he's literally so got a brass in this ring. Then, right? So Cesaro's confirmed to be in this then. We'll you would think so, right? Yeah. Could you imagine? Uh, we have uh, so then we have uh, Adam Page versus Matt Hardy in the big money match. Uh, I think Matt Hardy's going to win this. Uh, Just to kind I of prolong you know the, the, the thing. It would for kill his bit. character if he didn't. It would yeah, kill big money, Matt Hardy. Or yeah. he could be broke, Matt Hardy. Huh? huh? Oh, huh? I see you went there. <laughs> yeah. I've been holding on to that all day. That's not bad. That was pretty good. That was pretty yeah. good. I like that. Yeah. Joe, where are you going? I, uh, I, I, I think you probably, you, you have the heel win this one. you're building a redemption arc for Hangman. So eventually Hangman will get his win back. And it's just the slow plotting and Hangman pulling himself up to the point where he feels that he is worthy of his moments to eventually slay the giant known as Kenny Omega. We have the Tag Team Championships, the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF. I have the Bucks winning. And I think Chris... Uh, uh, I, I have Papa Jericho Irving, and MJF. Papa is... Irving's going to be in this match, by the way. Oh, could be. He's going to get popped out by Papa Buck. Yeah, uh, that's very possible. But I, I have MJF and, and uh, Chris Jericho winning. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. The table spot kind of makes me wonder. But I... If I'm going to pick... I, I could see I Sammy think... fucking them over. I, I think it could be Sammy screwing them over, 
And it could also be Jericho just not being up to snuff. And that's yeah. where MJF's like, hey, I can usurp the, the inner circle completely. And I don't want to share with uh, anti, anti-masker uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, then we have the face of the revolution ladder match. We have Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, uh, Pentagon, Lance Archer, Matt Caster, and TBA. Uh, first picks for TBA. I will go first. I think it's Kenta. Hmm. Kenta makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Kenta makes a lot of sense. I think it's probably somebody from Impact. I'm not sure Maybe. who, but probably, probably th- think it'll be somebody from Impact. Davey Richards? Uh, Davey, Davey. Davey. Who's the other one? Um, Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, someone like that, I think it'll be. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Moose. Hmm. The real Impact champion. <laughs> I'm going to pick Chris Hero. Huh. Oh, that's a good one. An interesting one. He's a guy I'd absolutely bring into the company. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think Cody's too obvious. I mean, Scorpio I'd like, but there's just been no push at all. Uh, Matt Castor, honestly, I don't know anything about him. Oh, yeah, a, a former football player, right? He's, no, that's the other one. The son, I think. Okay, oh, wait, yeah. no, he is. No, wait, he is the he's the son of the former football player. You're right. Right. And he's one half of the claim. He's the one that uh, rafts. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't think it'll be him yet. I, I think it could be Penta, potentially. That would make sense for him and Darby. I could see that match happening, definitely. Yeah, I, just, I, yeah, I, I agree. It's not going to be Cody. No. Not going to be Caster. It's either going to be... It's, not a push. Be Scorpio. Oh. I just yeah. don't think... I don't think... I don't think they're going to put babyface Scorpio Sky against... Lance? But I think they would... Pentagon's kind of a tweener. So... Yeah. Lance... He's beginning to push. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah it's possible. Yeah, uh, it'll probably be. Uh, uh, I think. It, I think it'll probably be whoever it is that shows up. Joel, do you have any picks of who you think the TBA is? I. I mean, I. I. I think Chris Hero would be. Would, right. Oh yeah, that was your pick, Chris Hero. Okay. Uh, and then we have. It's funny. I did uh, when I did a few interviews in the radio this week. I'm like exploding barbed wire death wedge, and everyone's like, "Those are words that are that are together." Uh, exploding barbed wire death match for the AW World Championship. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. I'm picking Kenny Omega, and John Moxley goes off to be a dad for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's it's not the right time to take the belt off Omega. So it's going to no. be an interesting match because that one, like I say, I first watched it 23 years ago. I watched the uh, watched the, my first barbed wire, and you know, Funk versus I think it was Anita. Is that, that who his name was? I think so. I yeah, these, these yeah. typically aren't good matches either, right? It, yeah, that's what not. I was going to say was it yeah. It was a spectacle. It was it was awe-inspiring to watch because it was so wild that you're watching this barbed wire and the, the, the thing ticking down and you're wondering, what is an exploding ring going to look like? But if you go back and so the first time you watch it, you're like kind of in shock and awe. Second time you watched it, which I did, you're like, ah, oh, this is crap. 
like like you know it's it's slow moving mm-hmm. it can't run against the ropes it can't do a lot of things and and it, it's all it went on for a really long time and i thought okay so it's the spectacle the first time you see it it'll work but yeah. that's all yeah it's like that one night stand match with uh tommy and edge and terry funk Yes. You think it's going to be so good, and it was great. But the only thing I ever remember now is Terry being like, My eye! My eye! Oh, eyes! <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So there you go. It should be an exciting night. I mean, crazy for me. Like the all, NBA All Star game is on at the exact same time. So they have a little bit of competition. I'm interested to see if Shaq does anything on the pregame at all, says anything about it. I would be surprised um, if he doesn't. Yeah. If somebody brings it up to him. Yeah, and at least he can say, but, you know, sure, I was knocked out, and he was taken out on a on an ambulance. I mean, there's got to be a further angle from this. It can't be done. But he's he the Undertaker. He disappeared. Yeah, he disappeared. He's the Shaka taker. We'll figure out what happens there. But yeah, it should be a really exciting show. Um, just a just a great build from them. Uh, one of the best go home shows I've ever seen that they pulled off, and. Uh, I look forward to uh, watching it and uh, getting the chance to talk to you guys about it. And uh, we'll say the one thing that AEW did after Dynamite, it just was exciting to be a wrestling fan. And you mm-hmm. haven't had a lot of those over the last few years outside of Japan. That's right. And speaking uh, of Japan, I'm just wondering, do, do either one of you have a pick for the finals and who wins the New Japan Cup here? I have Osprey I, winning. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Both of Osprey. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I have tight. I don't like this belt though. I don't like the history taken away. I don't like it. Well, I'm gonna reserve judgment because they're saying they're doing it to. I mean, Ibushi says he's doing it to preserve the history of both belts, but we'll see. It, it does yeah. feel odd, and and there is uh, yeah. a backlash. It. I'd say probably about eighty percent of people are against this idea. I would not be shocked if they do a fan vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. That's their ex, uh, ex machina machine that will get them out of it. Who do you have, yeah. Morton, winning the New Japan Cup? Uh, like I said, I think it'll be Tai Chi. I look oh, at it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's people, and, and that's why Osprey isn't bad either, but it's when I look at it historically, it's people like Evil, uh, Sonata, uh, Zack yeah. Sabre Jr. It's that guy that isn't going to main event a, a Tokyo Dome, but you give a short per- push to and comes out of nowhere. And right. so Tai Chi's kind of that guy who, to me, is like, you know, someone like him. Uh, it's not going to be well, Naito. It's not going to be Os- uh, Os- uh, Okada. It's not going to be, um, yeah, Ni- yeah, yeah, uh, Naito. I already said evil. Uh, you know, it's not going to be one of these guys who's been a former champion. I don't think. Well, thank God for the Apple TV app. Uh, you can watch New Japan now. It's a lot better. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, one last little bit of news before we get out of here. Uh, this is from that David Bixman. Bixman. Uh, it has been confirmed that NBCU is paying $200 million a year and not getting even automatic account migration for, uh, for the, for the WWE network. Did you guys ever see that uh, YouTube clip? It's, it's, it went viral years ago. It was from uh, Gilbert Godfrey when he was on uh, the Hollywood Squares. No. No? Well, all I can say is he kept giving wrong answers and people kept kept agreeing with him. 
And every time he would go, you fool, you know, in the Gilbert Godfrey. And that's what I feel like. I feel like that Gilbert Godfrey drop saying him saying, you fool is what we need to say to uh, <laughs> to Peacock. <laughs> no kidding. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right. Right. This is fine. Everything's fine. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. They launch with Fastlane, and we will uh, see how the AW show goes. Thanks, uh, Morton and Joel, for a great show. And until next time, folks, cheers, and enjoy the day, people. Yeah, sounds good. Let's let's uh, talk after the pay-per-view if possible. Yes, sir. Good night. And good night. Bang!